Welcome to the Health of Hashimoto's podcast. This is where you will find true, simple, and sustainable things that you can do on your path to whole health. And you can have whole, vibrant, energetic health Even if you have Hashimoto's, I know most people who have Hashimoto's complain of fatigue, they complain of depression, they notice things are just not working right. Everything is slow, whether it's their metabolism or whether it's their thinking, maybe brain fog, maybe it's your gut, like things are just slow. You can have whole health, body, mind, spirit, diet, environment, even when your body is dealing with an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's, even when things are just not quite right and you have to overcome that. There is a path to health and that's why you're here. I am Esther, I am an RN, and I'm here to help you figure that out. Today we're gonna talk about spring cleaning because in the Northern Hemisphere, it's spring. It might not feel like spring today where I am in Minnesota. Uh, Right now, I just checked the weather. It is 33 degrees Fahrenheit and one degree Celsius. So it doesn't really feel like spring, but it's coming. The sun feels warmer when it's coming in my windows. I almost wanna open my windows even though it's freezing outside. And when it's spring, we want to clean out the house. It's just the rhythm of life. So today we're going to talk about spring cleaning and how you can do it without damaging your thyroid. Because one of the triggers of Hashimoto's is environmental chemicals. And of course, you do not want to go cleaning your whole house only to discover that you just triggered a flare or you just triggered Hashimoto's in general. But before we start talking about spring cleaning, I have a huge thank you to you. I just hit 10,000 downloads on this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to previous episodes. Thank you for leaving ratings and reviews. Those help this podcast get shared to other people. Thank you for sending this podcast to other people. Hey, I noticed that you have Hashimoto's. Listen to this episode by Esther. I love it when people tell me that they're doing that or they heard about this podcast from a friend. It means that my mission of helping you find a true, simple, and sustainable path to whole health, that mission is coming to fruition. It's actually working for you enough that you want to share it with others. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for making this podcast a success so that I can help other people as well. Not only did I hit 10,000 downloads, but this podcast is being listened to in over 20 countries. And of course, I know that that means that it's not spring for everybody. I have a lot of listeners in Australia and New Zealand. I know that you guys are moving into fall and I'm moving into spring, but it's the rhythm of life. When we change seasons, we want to refresh things. We want to clean, we want to organize, we want to make things look nice. So whether you're doing fall cleaning or spring cleaning, let's talk about how to do spring cleaning or cleaning in general without damaging your thyroid. As you know, because you're a listener of this podcast, there are three things that every person with an autoimmune condition has. Number one, a genetic component number two, a gut component, and number three, a trigger. 
or more than one trigger. And the triggers, the top eight triggers, include stress, vitamin D levels, hormone changes, food reactions, environmental chemicals, blood sugar issues, iodine, and infections of any kind. So while we talk about spring cleaning, that's going to target the environmental chemicals trigger. Now, most of us who have an autoimmune problem have more than one trigger, because quite honestly, we all deal with stress, right? And a lot of the other triggers increase that stress. We talked about blood sugar issues and how low blood sugar is a stressor on the body. So when we talk about that trigger of blood sugar issues, yes, blood sugar issues are the trigger, but they also increase the stress, which is another trigger. So we all have multiple triggers. Today, environmental chemicals. And Back in episode 29, I talked about hormones and improving your hormone health. And I told you, when your hormones are working well, you are working well. Because hormones are the chemical messengers that coordinate every single function of your body. Well, a lot of the chemicals that are in cleaning products are hormone disruptors. Now, they might go by the fancier name, endocrine disruptors. But as I told you in episode 29, endocrine is just the fancy name for hormone. So endocrine disruptors or hormone disruptors that are in cleaning products, they can cause problems to a whole bunch of different parts of you. They can cause problems with your development, your reproduction, your thinking, your neurological state, and your immune system. And of course, you are listening to this podcast episode because you are concerned about your immune function. So let's talk about how to clean our house without interfering with our immune system via the hormone disruptors. The chemicals that we're exposed to when we are using cleaning products or personal care products, those have a ton of them in them, they primarily um, affect our immune system and our hormones in three different ways. Number one is they bind to the thyroid receptors and they mimic your own thyroid. Now, of course, this is going to be a problem because if you have anything that is mimicking the real deal, well, it's a counterfeit. So it's not going to work right. And especially it's not going to work right if it's not even thyroid at all. So it's a chemical that is used in a cleaning product that your body is like, oh, this is thyroid. No, it's not. And what it's doing is it's blocking that actual thyroid from getting to the receptor because now the receptor on your cell is full so it can't take the thyroid. If you listened to the episode where I talked to you about you know the different parts of your labs and we talked about the T4 which is the inactive form of thyroid that your actual thyroid produces and then we talked about the T3 which is the active form that's the form that the cells need. Well if you have something taking up that receptor spot on the cell, then it doesn't matter if you have T3 available because it can't get there. So we need to make sure that our cells are open and receptive to what they need in order to work. So a disruptor can send an ill-timed or stronger signal than the natural hormone. It can just block that. And in doing those things, it can also interfere with or block the ways in which your natural hormones and receptors are made and managed. So there's a feedback loop all the time. Your body is saying, oh, I have enough of this, or oh, I don't have enough of this, because your body always wants to maintain this homeostasis, this 
even playing field. Everything has to be in the right amount. Nothing in life is good when you have too much of it. Even water, even air. You can't have too much water or you're going to cause electrolyte imbalances. If you have too much oxygen, that screws things up because then you don't have enough carbon dioxide. Yes, we actually need carbon dioxide in our body to trigger our breathing. Everything is in balance and your body is always working to maintain a balance. So if you have chemicals that are interfering with your natural hormones, then they're going to throw things off balance. And that's one reason why environmental chemicals can be a trigger for Hashimoto's or any autoimmune disease. So what can you do about it? The number one thing that I did when I had to go through my entire house and figure out, you know, what the toxins were, I looked for anything smelly. Anything that had a man-made fragrance, it was out. That was so easy to look at because it's obvious. My nose knows. Laundry detergent, laundry softener, the cleaners, air fresheners, if you use those, anything that has a fragrance is a hormone disruptor. You might like the smells of it, but I promise they are not good for you and it's not worth it. Your health is more important than your nose. Now, I'm not saying that nothing can smell good. If you go out in nature, it smells wonderful. There are definitely things that you can do so that your house smells good. Like open your windows. If you live out in the country or if it's a clear air day and you live in the city, open your windows. Study after study has shown us that our indoor air quality is more polluted than outdoor. So unless you live in a really smoggy, nasty area, Open your windows when the weather is appropriate. Air out your house and then look for the things that have smell and start there. The biggest thing that I look at is laundry because laundry is always touching us. My husband and I have an argument. I think laundry is any clothing that's not on me (laughs) or in a drawer or closet. Uh, He thinks laundry is only the dirty stuff. I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) But I do know that laundry is always touching us. Our clothing is always touching us. Our bedding, we sleep in our, you know, surrounded by that. So if you put your stuff through the wash and you use scented things, and then you put it through the dryer and you use dryer sheets or you used a fabric softener, that leaves a residue on your sheets and on your blankets, on your pillow. And when you go to sleep, your pores open. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and you're sweaty? Well, you go through different cycles in your sleep. And in some of those cycles, you get warmer. And when you get warmer, of course, your pores open and they can absorb more things. So just think about it. You're laying in these sheets that are coated with chemicals designed to make you think that they are soft and good smelling, but in actuality, they could be causing problems with your health. They could be hormone disruptors. You don't want that. So start with things that are smelly. Start with your laundry. Look for things detergents that don't have a smell, that don't have an artificial fragrance. I add a couple drops of essential oils to dryer balls. Now, dryer balls, they're just woolen balls that are 
probably about softball size and they beat against the clothes in the dryer to make them softer and when I put essential oils on those balls then they add a fragrance that is not damaging to my body or to my immune system or to anything and they make it smell good. That is the only way that I add scent to my laundry. Clean doesn't actually have a smell. If you pull something out of the dryer or you take it off of the clothesline and it smells flowery, unless it was on a clothesline right next to a flower garden, it's not actually clean. It just has chemicals and chemicals are not really clean. So start with, you know, if it's smelly, stop using it and then look at your laundry. The next thing is we're always washing our hands. Plain soap and water is better than antibacterial soap. Plain soap and water is better than alcohol hand sanitizer. Those two things, antibacterial soap and hand sanitizer, have chemicals in them that are hormone disruptors. Plain soap and water is great. It's effective and it's more gentle on your skin. Well, I guess depending on what kind of soap you get. I get my soap from Goat Milk Stuff. I love their bar soap. They also have bar shampoo. They also have lotions. They have laundry detergent. I love their little company. It's a small business. It's family owned. I love looking at their pictures of their goats and their kids, their family culture. I love to support them and I love that when I use their products, I'm not getting any chemicals, I'm not getting any hormone disruptors, I'm getting pure, simple, clean soap. It works so well. But sometimes you don't even need soap. Think about your mirrors in your bathroom. Do you actually need a smelly ammonia-based window cleaner for your mirrors in your bathroom? I don't think so. I spray, well, when I say I, I taught my kids <laughs> to spray the mirror with a little bit of water and then use a microfiber cloth to wipe it down. And it's perfectly fine. You don't need chemicals. A lot of the chemicals that we use, we use because we have been taught that it cleans more effectively. But if you actually look at it, a microfiber cloth and some water will clean so many surfaces that you don't need the chemicals for. As far as dusting, do you actually need a dusting spray? I know when I grew up, I loved to dust because my mom had this lemon scented pledge and I would spray it on. It was kind of a foamy spray. So I had that texture and it smelled really good. And I could draw in the foamy spray because clearly as a little kid, I was not focused on efficiency. I was focused on fun. But I also thought that you had to have a dusting spray in order to dust. You don't. The reason you dust is to get rid of the dust. You don't necessarily need a spray. Again, a microfiber cloth that's a little damp so that it hangs on to the dust is going to work just fine for so many of the surfaces in your house. You don't need to add extra chemicals. And sometimes, like in the bathroom, you do need something extra to clean. I have four boys. My husband is fabulous. My boys are not so much clean as my husband and I. The bathroom can get kind of gross. So we need to make sure that we are cleaning with good chemicals. 
And that means doing a little bit of a research so that I can figure out, you know, how best to clean my toilets, the inside and the outside and the floor around them. I know too much information. I'm sorry for boys. It can get kind of gross sometimes, but I want to know how I can best clean the bathroom, all the surfaces without hormone disruptors. And one resource I love for questions like that is the Environmental Working Group. So if you go to www.ewg.org, they have personal care stuff and they have cleaning products that they rate. Now, your country might have a rating of their own. I know in the United States, we have one. It's put out by uh, the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency. But honestly, over the last couple of years, we have seen so clearly that money talks more than actual truth. And so I don't trust the EPA. You might, and that's okay. You can trust your own country's uh, government agency. But I'm going to look at the EWG because they, they say right on their site that the money never affects their rating. Their rating is it's based on the ingredients. So I look at the EWG and they do have a guide for cleaning products. And you can look through that. There's a whole ton of them. So I'm not going to list them right now because there's like 2000. I'm not going to list those for you. You can head over to the EWG. The link is in the show notes. So you can just click on the button. So to recap, Get rid of the chemicals as much as possible. <laughs> Start with the things that are smelly and then move on to laundry because you spend your entire life in clothing that's been washed and dried and you spend your sleep in the sheets that have been washed and dried. So start there if you want a simple place to start. And then look at the EWG for safe cleaners and throw up in the windows as much as you can. Thank you again so much for helping me get to 10,000 downloads. If you have been listening and you haven't left a review yet, would you head to your podcast player? I mean, you're already there in your podcast player. Will you leave a review? I know that in Apple, if you are in this episode, you can't scroll down. But if you go to the show itself, so Health with Hashimoto's, and then scroll down, that's where you can rate it and review. Now, it's a little bit different in Spotify and in Audible. I checked the stats earlier today, and people listen to this podcast on over 15 different podcast players. So obviously, I cannot tell you how to leave a rating and review in each one of those, but Google knows. <laughs> That is how I learned how to leave podcast reviews on Apple because I would always scroll down, but I was in each episode. And when you scroll down, you don't get to a rating and review spot unless they've changed it. Maybe they have. So I had to Google it back when I started listening to podcasts and wanted to leave reviews because it is one free and a simple way that you can say thank you to me or any other podcast host that you listen to. The ratings and reviews really do make a difference for how much the podcasts get pushed out to the world by the different platforms. Thank you so much for joining me today for this spring cleaning episode. When you're listening to it, and if you open your window or, you know, throw out your laundry, take a picture and post it in your stories and tag me on Instagram. I am at esthery.rn. You can tag me over there and I will share your story. It's just so much fun to see how people are implementing the the tips that I give you every single time, because of course, in every single episode, I want to give you a true, simple and sustainable path to whole health. I'll see you next week. 
This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 